It was bad. It was very bad. It, it's a terribly told story that there is no clear plot line to this book, which is why it's terrible. Because it's, it's all over the place. But the question <laughs> is, are you going to watch the selection on Netflix when it comes out? Of course I am. <laughs> why would I not? <laughs> Duh. Welcome to the Novel Universe with Dawn and Ashley, book club buddies who love to read YA fiction. We'll discuss the good, the bad, the ugly, and oh my gosh, we need to talk about this right now. I'm Dawn, the criticizer of books. And I'm Ashley, the fantasy architect. So grab something sweet or salty and join our universe. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Novel Universe with your hosts Dawn and Ashley. And today... We are going to be doing our bottom 10. Now, this this list is our individual bottom 10 because Ashley and I have read other books outside of the podcast. And so there will be some books included in this list as well as some we read in the podcast because they were just that bad. If you want to go back and listen to our bottom 10 of the podcast, you can do that too. I will link it in the description below. But without further ado... Let's just jump on in to the crappy of the 2020, of the crappy 2020 year. Yeah. <laughs> I read, Dawn, I read 86 books so far. I'm hoping for 90 by the end of the year. <laughs> I listened to a lot of books. Like, I can, like, jam through, like, 10 audiobooks in a, a month. So, that happened a couple months, so... That's the only reason why I was able to get so many books this year. All right. <laughs> My number 10 is going to be an unpopular opinion. I apologize, not apologize. And it is The Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Menescalco. Who doggies. This book was dumpster fire. <laughs> and I think you didn't read it because I didn't like it. But I kind of want you to read it because this book a 4.16 on goodreads and i kind of feel like i am mistaken <laughs> i'm like am i missing like, so, am i missing greatness here my memo? <laughs> okay so everyone knows what this book is about because everyone freaking loves it i think maniscalco has her fans her loyal ride or die readers and that's cool uh but oof, oof, oof. I, I read The Stalking Jack the Ripper. I read book two of, I think it was Dracula, and that's kind of where I kind of stopped with her. I wasn't into her writing style, but I decided, hey, it's a new world. I will give this a chance, and I should have just stopped. I think I gave this a, a reluctant two. Really quickly, my problems with this book was the main character asked so many questions. Like, every page she would ask like 10 chapters who are you where you come from where'd you get them shoes from what's that necklace what's this underworld like it was just question after question after question and i know it's kind of to help the reader acclimate to this world but girlfriend no you need to find another way to explain your world with all these fucking questions there were so many questions and our main character was kind of a damsel which is odd because Carrie writes a lot of feminist books like her female characters are usually quite strong but this girl had zero skills 
her main job was a sous chef and so she didn't know how to defend herself someone always had to save her it was ridiculous and then carrie does her enemies to lover bullshit trope and it's always the same guy it's just this the guy from the hunting dracula series planted in this book dressed up as a demon but it's the same type of relationship and i just there was just no imagination here and i know ashley loves that series <laughs> and she's giving me stink eyes but i hated this book and i'll stop talking now <laughs> the first uh, series that she wrote, which is The Stalking Jack the Ripper, the first book I was like, oh yeah, you know, and the second one I was like, okay, and the third one I was like, we've read this story before. Oh. Escaping Houdini, I think, was the third one. Oh. And I was not, I was not pleased. And oh. so when you told me about this one on a wicked, what is it? Kingdom of the Wicked. Kingdom of, of the Wicked. I was like, yeah, better not. Oh. Because once you've read a storyline that's, you know, you're up on to book three and now there's a fourth book by her coming out, you're kind of just like, is it going to is it gonna be bad? And so you were like, this is awful. I was like, not doing it. I've got other <laughs> things to do. I have a two-year-old at home. No. Like, I, this is not worth my time. <laughs> so I did not read it. But maybe... I'll have lots of time on the road, so maybe I will. Maybe. <laughs> Just pop it in and see. But it doesn't sound too promising, so thank you for painting that picture for me. <laughs> so my 10th spot for books that I read, uh, this one is called The Protector by Jody Ellen Malpas. She writes romance novels for adults. And this particular book follows Camille, and she is spoiled girl that's always had money from daddy, and Jake is supposed to help uh, shadow her, make sure she doesn't get into trouble, and lo and behold, guess who falls in love with each other? I DNF this book because I was like, no, this is nasty. I have read this story before. It's nasty. I am not intrigued about, you know, the... The, the catch, right? So I, I don't want to be here to play this whole cat and mouse game. I, I'm not interested in this. Like, I read it halfway and I was like, I'm done. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. No. And this book has a four on Goodreads, so a lot of people were like, and I was like, what? And no. And the main actor, actress, if you will, of the book was awful. She was... It's just annoying, and the guy was annoying, too. I was like, oh, my goodness. I've, I've seen this played out so many times. I don't want to read this. Yeah. So that was my bottom ten, oh. or my, my, my tenth thought. Okay. My number nine, um, this might not be an unpopular opinion, because I looked on Goodreads, and the rating is like a 3.8 or something like that. It's The Kingdom of Back by Marie Lu. And I gave this a one. Oh, man. I have I really liked Marie Lu back in the day when she wrote Legend. I was all about that series. And then I feel like she has not grown as a writer at all. I feel like she's gone the opposite direction. Like her writing has gotten worse. Warcross, I was just like, oh, it was okay. And then I read this book and I was just like, I'm I'm done. Marie Lou's jersey has been retired and for the novel universe that means that I ain't reading anything else by this woman anymore this is it I am done this is supposed to be 
Mozart's sister's story so I was like first of all I didn't even know Mozart had a sister which is probably why she wrote the book because not a lot of people knew that however she does fantasy in this book and Marie Lou is not a fantasy writer she's a science fiction writer and she needs to stay in her lane because the fantasy aspect in this book was atrocious let me tell you what this woman was doing okay so this Mozart has a sister in real life he had a sister and she was in the background because she was a girl and she was just as good as Mozart but she was a girl and this was I don't even know what year this is you know it's old it's Mozart it's old so in this book there is this fantasy guy who kind of reminded me of um the Mad Hatter that's kind of how he seemed to be and he comes to her and he was like hey I know that you are tired of being ignored. I'm gonna let everyone see you. And all you have to do is some shenanigans for me. And she was like, cool. And so he would show up. And then this is this is the type of writing this fantasy world would have. Okay, so this guy, I don't know his name. Let's just call him Chester. He would be like, hey, guys, I need you to go and get that sword for me so I can be up to my shenanigans that I'm not gonna tell you about. And they're like 10 maybe 12 she's 12 and he's like eight or something and they're like okay and so you know in a fantasy book there has to be obstacles no he just says don't talk to the witch and they're like okay so they go to the cave and the first thing they do is talk to the witch and then she like slaps him one time and then they like give her the okie doke and then they get the sword and then magically i got the sword like that happened like four times you can't just get it that easily like things have to happen stuff has to happen and it just that was the full book and it was just like this book is terrible i cannot believe this woman wrote this book I, I, she just wrote another book i will not be reading it i am done with marie lou i'm sorry i'm done that's my number nine I think I have to agree with you on Mary Lou there. I was kind of sad because Warcross was a book for me where I was like, okay, I could do this. And then Wild Card, I was like, no. Mm-mm. I was so disappointed. Anyway, <laughs> little side note there. My ninth spot is Bone Crier's Moon. You guys have ta- heard me talk about how much I hated this book. You better not tell that story. I won't. Okay. It's by uh, Catherine Purdy and let me just say it's bad it is bad writing it there is bad character development there is bad relationships she had one thing going for her which was the whole idea that they had to collect you know bones to gain their powers and the types of powers that they would have and I was like okay the rest was dumb I just felt like we were in a five-mile radius the whole entire story, and nothing was being developed, and you knew what was going to happen, and yeah. Yeah. Mm -mm. That will forever be ingrained in my memory. Dawn knows why. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Thank you for not saying so. Okay, number eight for Dawn. Was Girl Serpent Thorn by Melissa Bastardist? I'm probably butchering that last name. I apologize. People fucking love this book. I don't get it. It's all over Inst- our Bookstagram. I, I almost cover- read it. You read it? I almost read it. Oh, okay. Um, it's a beautiful cover and everything, and I believe it is. I believe the main character is Middle Eastern. 
or something middle eastern mythology not quite sure however okay so this is this is why i hated this book okay so this girl is the classic story of this princess or who girl whatever the hell she is i think she's a princess and her family don't like her because they favor her brother and they treat her like hot trash and so she has a gift i think she can't touch people so here we go with that bullshit we're bringing that old trope back if she touches mm-hmm. someone they die okay here we go so she meets this guy and of course she can't touch him and, and in order to do whatever she's got to do she's got to find the sword and the stone i don't know she got to find some bullshit so this is the type of story this this <laughs> that this book was doing okay so she would be told by some wizard that hey girl you gotta go find this sword in the cloud dust she like okay so she would go find the wizard and he would be like nope i'm not gonna give it to you you gotta go get it and she was like okay i'm gonna go get it so she take her man and then she find a unicorn and they fly up into the sky and then the dust god is like nope you gotta swim across the ocean and she swims across the ocean and she gets the sword and she goes back to the cave to the wizard and she's like here's your sword give me my stuff and he's like nope you gotta kiss me on the mouth first and then she's just like what and that happened like four times it was just these stupid quests and then all of a sudden she's in love with the girl okay what the hell did i just read it was it was bonkers it was bonkers and i didn't like any of it and i gave it a one and i know it's popular but i didn't like it i'm done I'm sorry. All of what you described to me sounds like someone tripping on meth. <laughs> I mean, I was she exaggerating was clearly. There was gold unicorn, and we had to grab the saber and bring it back. And then you need to kiss me because you need to fall in love with me. But I don't understand why I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Well, that sounds horrible. Thank God I did not read that. You would that you would not have been challenged by that book at all. That's yeah. Okay. I had a couple of books that, that you're talking about on your bottom right now that I was like, oh, maybe I'll just... Mm-mm. I didn't do it. Okay, so my ace spot is On a Wicked Dawn by Stephanie Lawrence. This is... Dawn and I decided to try something new. Dawn went to the Dollar, dollar General. Got one of those awesome paperback books from the little book carousel because it had her name on it. So we were all excited to venture into some erotic adult novellia. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> so it was also from the 90s too, right? Wasn't it from First the 90s? All, yes. And yeah. secondarily to that, there was a giant family tree that we had no idea about because, of course, we just picked one up that's also a part of, like, a series, if you will. Other characters are brought in. So we're like, who is that? Yeah. Why are they here? Why are they popping in for five minutes? I just, mm, yeah. And I was really, tr- I mean, Don and I explored some other genres this year. So we gave it a shot. This one was not good. We actually have not found any erotica that we were like, oh, it's, that's decent. No, we, it's, it's all trash. It's all bad. All trash. (laughs) All right. Is my turn? Yes, ma'am. All right. So my number seven is Jane Anonymous by Lori Feria Stolars. This book was published fairly early in the year. 
and I think this was my first book of 2020 which was terrible start to the year and I gave this book a one you probably don't know what Uh this book is about it's basically about a girl who gets abducted for nine months and when she gets home she kind of has to learn how to return to being a teenager so sounds amazing right well it's not okay and here's why so I hate it when authors try to be a writer that they're not. Like, don't try okay. to be V.E. Schwab if you are not V.E. Schwab. Like, just be you. You know what I mean? Don't do that. And so I have opened up my Goodreads and I wrote down some fun quotes. And these are actual quotes from the book. Okay. I'm still searching for my missing self. Okay. That's all it really takes to make a fresh tear in my heart where I thought were only shards. In absence of 80 die, oh, sorry, let me do that again. In absence of 80 days, I can taste it on my tongue like ashes of cremated bodies after a slow, painful death. What the fuck is that? Just say that your heart hurts or you feel like crap or, you know, don't be something that you're not. Just write your story and just you know let it come together but that was part of the problem the other part of the problem was that stolars kind of fell into what i think a lot of ya writers fall into which is they must abandon a really good mother-daughter relationship story and sacrifice it for some stupid romance that we've heard a million times i hate that and that happened so many times there were so many really good themes that this book could have tackled but instead she is pining after this guy instead of i mean she is i guess trying to get therapy for you know her basically not stockholm syndrome as much but she was still you know dealing with you know ptsd and she's thinking about this guy instead of getting her life together it was just that whole ya author thing that just they just fall for the dumb storyline that they don't think teens are going to be able to you know you know what I'm trying to say they don't think teens are going to be able to read a critical book they think they have to fall or they think they have to read a, a, a bad romance in order for them to like it don't waste your time don't, don't waste your time <laughs> Don't do it. Okay, so my seventh, seven, right? We're on seven? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, my seventh spot holder is Bared to You by Sylvia Day, um, which is what was supposed to be like uh, Fifty Shades, if you will. Okay, it's a lot like Fifty Shades, but just raw. That's the best way I can put it. Fifty Shades raw. is like, at the top of the totem pole compared to the garbage we read. Okay. Because <clears throat> there's this one line in particular, I still remember it because I even looked it up. <laughs> Where Eva uh, says in her brain about, you know, Mr. Gideon, who's got all this money or whatever, you know, he's the hot, sexy owner of the building, owns all this stuff. He's 22 and, or something. Okay. Yeah. I thought for a moment he might be able to make me orgasm long, by just talking long enough, okay? I looked at him in his civilized, urbane, outrageously expensive suit and thought of raw, primal, sheet-clawing fucking. And I just, yeah, 
if that doesn't sum up this book to you, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's a lot. And the whole entire time, there is just this overbearing, you know, these men are like towering over these women and like making them bend to their will, you know, and like they need them to have this awesome pleasure stuff. And yeah, it was just bad. It was bad. (laughs) This book is on my list too, and I might as well talk about it. I won't say where it falls yet, but I'll get to it. But Okay, so this is why this book is on my list. Okay, so this book is told from Eva's point of view. And so we know that she is sexually attracted to Gideon. But nobody else knows that. Gideon doesn't know. Nobody knows because she's just like in her head the whole time. And so she goes to his office and he's like, hey, let me touch that booty or whatever. And then she's like, no. And she's like, no, no. She grabs her purse that we must know what kind of purse she has and the type of shoes she's wearing and the dress and all the time don't know why we need that information and she's about to go out the door and he closes the door locks it and takes her and just like touch it all over her she is telling him no even though the reader knows that she wants it but she is her mouth is saying no and he basically sexually assaults her that's disgusting i don't care if it is 2006 that's not okay and they're romanticizing this woman is romanticizing sexual assault and i just that was it for me Mm -hmm. that and the finger in the booty hole that was it for me (laughs) it couldn't do it anymore (gasps) sorry guys this just got rated x (laughs) (laughs) This book was awful, okay? So, like, on top of all of that, it's, like, you obviously know when you're opening the book and what it's going to be about. You're, like, okay, like, it's an erotic novel. Okay, fine. Like, we signed up for this. You know, we buckled in. Here we go. And it's just the raw magnitude of some of these things. I was, like, would she, what? Why are you still letting him do stuff to you? Why do you not run and call the police? Like, that he assaulted you, you know, and then come to find out later that he's also been a victim of sexual abuse. Like, all of these things are just like, this is not okay. This is not okay. Um, yeah. Because my number six spot is actually the second book in this series because I wanted to know what happened. Whoa, you read it? I you did. didn't tell me you read it. I did because it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> you were embarrassed to get it. I love not tell me. I was like, don't tell Donnie. Oh <laughs> I skipped over the sexy part to just try to That's the whole out. point. You're not supposed to skip over the sexy parts of erotica. I did because I wanted to find out what happened to him. That's why. Remember, I told you, I was like, I yeah. want to find out what actually happened to Gideon. Found out why. After, tell me after the podcast, it'll be a spoiler. You can't tell yeah. me after the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So, you have to read book two in order to find out. So, that's why I ventured into book two realm, and it was a bad idea. Because it was <laughs> a whole lot of me just, okay, they're at it again. And here they go again. <laughs> oh, they're good, good information. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. My number six is Girl on... Huh? I said I just did mine, so you go for it. Okay. 
Girl Unframed mm-hmm. by Deb Coletti. I gave this a reluctant to. I don't Ooh. think anybody read this book. It's it's about a girl whose mother is kind of a C-list celebrity. She lives with her grandma, but her mom's like, I want you to come live with me for the summer. And she does. And it's just, it's about like toxic masculinity and all that stuff. Okay, so here's the problem with this book. This main character is 15 going on 16. Mm-hmm. However... I feel like this book was written for a 12 year old but the topic is for a mature teen because she there's a lot of gross men in this book and here's why I say that okay so she is she's in her head a lot and she is at one point she says how come when girls like sex they're whores but when boys like it it's okay okay this is not 1997 we have moved mm-hmm. past that question you are 16 you should not be asking those questions anymore i'm around 16 year old girls all the time i'm a teen librarian they are on top of things they already know that that is not okay they've moved on to other things like that is such a 12 year old thing to think and it was just okay it's also what's supposed to be a thriller but I was never thrilled or excited or anything. That was a problem. It was just, it was just not good. And Deb Coletti is supposed to be a an award winning writer, and so that's why I read the book because I was expecting something really critical. No, don't waste mm. your time. Well then, mm-hmm. okay. Let's see. <laughs> That sounds bad. (laughs) So for me, my uh, fifth book on my list is Infinity Sun by Adam Severa. Okay, let's get started here. I was all for this because it's a book on like brotherhood, love, loyalty, all of it's put to the test, yada, yada, yada stuff. You know, one brother is wanting to gain powers to be able to um, help in in the war. And the other one is like, I just want to stop it. You know, and basically when they turn, whoops, when they turn 17, 18, their power becomes manifested, if you will. And in the middle of a fight, one brother gets the power. And you can just guess which brother gets the power. And you're like, okay, I called that. I call that like there was a lot of stuff in this book that was extremely predictable, very slow. And I was bored out of my mind with with this book. I actually DNF this book because it was so bad and so predictable that I was like, I can't I can't do this. Like it was not it was not worth my time mm-hmm. at all. It sounds cool. Mm hmm. No, it was not. That is the case of Adam Silvera needs to stay in his lane. He writes grief books and not fantasy. And he should just not write fantasy. Because I read a couple of his other books. Um, More Happy Than Not is like one of my favorite books of all time. Why A Books of All Time is beautiful. Um, And his Mm -hmm. other, his subsequent books, I did read History's All You Left Me. And then there's another one, They Both Die in the End. And he always writes death, and I don't like death in books, and so I don't read any more of his books anymore because they're always really sad, and I'm not about grief books. So, but he does it well, and he probably should just 
I know he's coming out with book two for that series. And it has a really low rating on Goodreads, too. So you are not alone. It was it was awful. I it was so bad. It. I almost Yeah, and Don knows life. Don knows me. I, Ashley does not DNF books. Mm-hmm. So if this is like number three for me that I've DNF'd in my whole reading at all. Wow. Usually I stick that. And I'm like, I can't do this. Like I just it was just bad. It was just bad writing. Wow. And that makes sense. So he's not used to writing that type of a of a story. Yeah. So yeah, it was bad. Yikes. Okay. Uh, my number five, I'm not going to talk a lot about it because A, we did a whole read Did we do a read-along with this? I don't know. Maybe we just reviewed it. I think we just reviewed it. And it was on our bottom. <laughs> it's Crave by Tracy Wolf. Uh, this was a stepsister, an ugly stepsister of Twilight. And it was just about this girl who... I was about this girl who goes to this monster school and she meets the hot guy and he treats her like shit but he's hot so hey might as well and wow this other guy he's also kind of attractive he's really nice to her but nope he doesn't treat her like shit she has to date the guy that treats her like shit and she does that's all I'm gonna say Yep, this was my uh, number three worst books of the year because I was just like, oh, he's going to do that? Oh, and that happened. Yep, and that happened. Tell me why I'm still reading this. I'm still reading it because ho- I was hoping, I was hoping that this would be something else than Twilight. And the more and more we read it, the more it just was like Twilight's ugly stepsister decided to you know, throw a parody party and retell the whole story to us again. It mm-hmm. was bad. It was, it's, it's so bad. And I don't know why this book is getting so much hype. I, other than the fact that like people really like vampire romance novels. We really do. We really want a good one. Mm-hmm. We didn't get it in this one though. Didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. So that Crave was my number three spot for worst books of the year so uh, my next one I actually just <laughs> tried this book this weekend this was my second DNF <laughs> oh, it's called Unearthly by Cynthia Hand oh it, that's an old one isn't it it's old I was trying to have something else for the year um, and I just I knew that when I started, it's it's going to be a love triangle, okay? Girl falls for the person she's not supposed to fall for. She's supposed to uh, fulfill this prophecy, and she has angelic powers and all this other stuff, and it's just... I was, I was bored again, and I could predict what was going to happen, and I'm at a point now in my reading that I just... I ain't got time for that. Mm. I don't have time to stick out a story that I'm not enjoying at all. I don't need to critique it for a paper. So I'm moving on to bigger and better things. The problem with old books is that, which is unfortunate, and it's not a good thing if it doesn't hold up. But at the time, it was probably groundbreaking. And Mm -hmm. then you read it five years later and it just doesn't stand the test of time 
that's probably what that is because I can see that cover because I'm pretty yeah. sure I have it at the library. Wowzers. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, my number four is Havenfall by Sarah Holland. I was really excited for this book because I liked Everless. I believe that's what she wrote before this book. I loved Everless. Yeah, it was good. And I was like, ooh, something different by her. I didn't read book two of Everless, so I was like, cool, something different by her. I'm looking at my review because I kind of had lots to say about this book in my review. And here it is. And I, no, where is it? I wrote I'm just gonna read what I wrote in my review and this is why I gave it a one all right <laughs> I th I think Holland read the manual on how to write a fantasy book number one have a heroine who is a fucking loser that no one likes number two position her to set her up to be the hero or the chosen one number three throw in a hot guy for her to fall for or maybe even a mysterious girl number four make sure she's incredibly insecure so that everyone around her can tell her how amazing she is because how else is she gonna grow by the end of the book number five if it's a mystery throw in some red herrings and double agents to keep the reader guessing but don't make it too hard for all those dumbasses. number six she must trust all the wrong people so that they stab her in the back when she least expects it and this is called climax number seven throw in some major twists and a plot revelation to elicit pearl clutching from the reader number eight i don't know what eight to ten are because i dnf'd at 90 percent. i didn't even care to see how it ended and that was my review of i didn't fall it was terrible the premise sounds awesome but man was yes. it bad oh <laughs> oh that's a lot <laughs> that's a lot i am so sorry that's unfortunate because i was really excited to read that book <laughs> i know you were i know i feel like i have just like ruined like a whole bunch of your tbr that's okay because i read a lot of good material so when dom was like you gotta put together your you know your worst ten and i was like well a lot of them I've talked about already, but I can talk about it again. Because there were only very few that I was like, mm. actually, I started to do more research on what she's going to put into her system. And if it doesn't sound good, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I got um, things to do. I mean, I had <laughs> high hopes for these books. Like, every one of these books, I was like, okay, it's either the author that I like or they're Sorry, an award-winning author. Like, you know. Mm -hmm. except for one i was that jane anonymous i don't know why the hell i read that but i had no problem making my bottom list because i had several one stars several mm -hmm. don also read way more books than i did i read 52 this year um hoping to maybe reach 55 we'll see i've already reached my quota which was 50 so oh, that's good that. you know for for me so yeah, okay. My number two spot, I was so sad about this one because, and I know I know Donna already knows this, uh, this particular author was such a disappointment to me because she was one of my foundational authors that I've started reading and really got into the whole YA book realm. Um, and let's talk about it. It's got a pretty cover. 
there's pretty girls on there with pretty dresses. You want to see what's inside. Like, you, you, you're, you're just drawn to the sparkly things. It's fine. I already know. And it's it was The Betrothed by Kira Cass. And this is a, a classic case of she's a very well-known author. She wrote an amazing series called The Selection Series. The first two books are awesome. And then it starts to kind of go a little bit where there's less attention to the story. And we, Don and I agreed that it was probably with the publisher. You know, they're wanting her to pop something out quicker than she was probably capable of doing and then she printed another book and it was a standalone book and same thing I was like well it's probably because I haven't heard from her in a while you know so she's popping some something that's decent but it's like I'll read it because it's cast so I was like okay and I didn't enjoy it that much I actually remember returning the book because I was like I just I can't do it like I can't have this on my bookshelf <laughs> and then we pull out the betrothed and it is a whiny girl <laughs> who is just oh my gosh she was awful the story is awful how she you know gets to her status and all this other stuff it's just it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, yeah, I was not. I was not pleased with this book. I've already talked about why I hated this book so much. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. This author, unfortunately, we have uh, we have retired her jersey. We will no longer be reading anything that comes out unless she takes a long time to read it. I might peek into it just to see, but at the same time, it's like, I don't even know if I want to do it because I did it with this one, and it was bad. It was very bad. It's a terribly told story that there is no clear plot line to this book, which is why it's terrible because it's it's all over the place. Um, As Dawn says, doing too much itis. 100%. So... Sorry. But the question is, are you going to watch the selection on Netflix when it comes out? Of course I am. <laughs> Why would I not? <laughs> Duh. And I know you will be too oh, in our ball gowns oh, exactly. with our gloves and our tiaras. We will be much. just fine. <laughs> For sure. All right, I was on number three, and I'm not going to really go into it because we've talked about this book to death it's midnight sun by stephanie meyer it's it's trosh and didn't like it um my number two is bear to you which we already talked about mm-hmm. all right so it's your number one which i have no idea what it is oh yes i do because <laughs> you haven't mentioned it yet it was midnight sun by it stephanie was, meyer yeah <laughs> yeah Ashley's balloon kind of deflated as we did this read-along because I was all excited in the first <laughs> section of our read-along. And then Ashley got more and more like, oh, come on, come on, Meyer, come on. And then it was like, why? Why do you do this to me? I, I You have now painted my favorite couple ever into this terrible thing, and I don't want that anymore. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. Because Edward is a sadistic, narcissistic lion. <laughs> He's awful. He's awful. He's just awful. And it was so... Ugh. Yeah, it was bad. 
It also doesn't help either that we've, you know, we've seen the movies more than we've read the book as well. So it's like we've we have painted Edward and Bella over and over and over again, you know, and you're trying to relive something that was like, you know, the start of an era. And I remember standing in line to see this movie at midnight when it came out. I was so excited for, you know, all of it. (laughs) And yeah, Yeah. this book was awful. We have talked about it. We have talked about it. I was late to this Twilight party and I like I said I'm a teen librarian and we often have programs for teens and we have programs based on popular books and Twilight was the shiz and so of course we had to have a party but I like to read the book so I can frame the party around the book so I got Twilight probably um, a couple years after it had already come out I think the movie was already out I think book four was about to come out and I blasted through the first three books in like two weeks. I was staying up to like 2 a.m. reading these books. I'm not going to say that it like me. framed my life or changed my life or anything, but they were entertaining. I was enjoying them. And then this hot garbage comes out and it was just like, well, it just taints everything. It's just like... It tainted my experience, which sucks because... Yeah. I wanted to relive all the feels and being back, you know, with the Collins and Forks and all of this stuff. And there were just maybe 10 pages worth of notes that I took that was actually worth note taking. The rest was the same story retold. Yeah. Through Edward's eyes. Um, which sucks because throughout the first book you're always wanting to know what is Edward thinking where is Edward going what is he doing like and unfortunately Meyer did not do a good enough job at keeping this secretive life of Edward from us because we've already read it and we didn't realize it we didn't realize that we had already read what Edward was thinking until it was retold that's because she didn't do like you said she didn't do a good job it's not edward's fault it's her fault for not giving him some don't bash my man don't bash him i was team jacob anyway so i was not (laughs) like in love with edward and bella but still it was still bad okay you already said what my number one is it is the betrothed by kira cass and I feel like this is like never meet your heroes. You know what I mean? Like you loved the Twilight series and then you read this and it was kind of like meeting your heroes and then your heart was just broken. And the selection series, like I have talked about this before. I love the selection series. I went to go meet Caracas and I made buttons that said team, uh, what was it? Maven? No. What were their names? What was the prince and the guy you know who i'm talking about oh yeah 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 america was, and what who is the other guy math maven oh, i think no. that was the prince oh, oh my god yeah. yeah i think it's maven <laughs> but anyway i have buttons i went with my my co-worker who wore a fucking ball gown and a tiara i think we both had on tiaras i was not gonna wear a ball gown but she had a uh, ball gown like we were hardcore fans man and then mm-hmm. this book happened, and it's just like, oh my god. I was just... This is probably one of the worst books I have ever read. That's how bad this book is. And I don't say mm-hmm. that lightly. 
it is one of the worst books I have ever read and that I mean we did a whole thing on this we're not gonna go into it Ashley pretty much summed it up I'll leave it at that it was Prince Maxon by the way Maxon who's Maven I don't know I, I was looking it up I don't remember what the other dude's name is but yeah, I can't remember uh, the guy's name because I know Celeste was the other girl yeah Oh, oh, this is how much we love this book. Okay, once again, I'm a teen librarian. We do teen programs. And one summer, I had a bunch of theater teens. They love theater. I had one girl rewrite the selection as a play. They put on the play. In, it's, it's on YouTube. They put on the play in the library. I mean, we had a, we had a, a props person. And she was like in high school and she was like the actual theater department's prop maker. We had That's a team who directed it, who did the music, like wrote the music and everything. Like they wrote original music. It was a whole production. That's how much we loved the selection. And this is what she did to it. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, the other guy's name is Aspen. Aspen. There you go. Aspen. Mm -hmm. Just just to put that out there, you guys. But yeah, so these are our poo-poo list of things. It's it we have repeated ourselves on some of them because it's just sad. It's sad. Um but yeah, do you have anything else that you want to add? I do not have anything else. I think we've uh ripped these ones a new one enough. And it's time to just let them go blow in the wind if you will <laughs> and ring in the new year ring with our top 10 faves of the year yes personally so catch us in the next podcast. Don and I are going to be putting together a list separately of our top 10 books that we've read because we've read so many other books, not with each other. Um, so tune in for our next podcast there and we'll catch you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. I forgot about that damn play, man. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, See, this was... is how bad, this is how bad yes. it has pulled heartstrings yes. is because things that were good to us, I still, I had an Edward, Team Edward bottle. My aunt got it for me from the premiere in Miami. She like went special and got it like for Twilight. And it's like all of these things are just like. It's part of your like, for you, it was part of your like teen years and everything, man. And for me, it was part of other teens' teen years. Like, a lot of the teens who came to these parties, th this was their favorite book. This was, they were you. And, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. This was this was uh, 18, 19-year-old, actually 19-year-old Ashley's life for, uh, you know, until I was 23 when the movies came out, all of them, you know? So it's like, this was a primitive part of my stepping into adulthood, like in what I want out of a relationship because I got married at 20. So it's like Justin and I had broken up for three months when I started reading Twilight and I blasted through these books. And so it's like, these books have such a, you know, a hold on my life. They did things for me in a good way, <laughs> you know? So it's like to see it, I'm just,